0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: On today's episode, defenseman Connor Murphy is next up for my Chicago Blackhawks season previews. I'll go over my expectations for Murphy's seventh season with the Blackhawks, the role I expect him to have, as well as an update on the Blackhawks 2024 draft picks. All that and plenty more right here on Locked On Blackhawks.
0: Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast
1: on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? Welcome on in to another episode of Locked On Blackhawks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day as always thank you all for making the show your very first listen here to start off your day i'm your host jack bushman you can go and check me out on twitter at jack bushman two, or you can go and follow my strictly blackhawks account at talk and hockey for all the latest blackhawks news and updates and just a reminder make sure to go and smash that like button comment down below and subscribe to the youtube channel if you haven't done so already and if you're listening to the audio version of today's episode and you'll like what you're hearing, please feel free to go and leave me a review, and also go and tell a friend. Blackhawks season is right around the corner, and there's no better place for all your Blackhawks news and updates than Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. All right, good afternoon, everyone. As always, thank you all for joining me on another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks. And to kick things off on the show here today, it's time to get into another one of my Chicago Blackhawks season previews. And having the honors today is none other than 30-year-old defenseman Connor Murphy, who, believe it or not, is entering his seventh season with the Chicago Blackhawks. Pretty crazy how fast time goes by. It feels like uh, it was just three or four years ago when Connor Murphy was received as part of the trade that sent Nicholas Jalmerson to the Arizona Coyotes, which, you know, Blackhawks fans had a lot of feelings about, seeing one of their idols and one of the most underrated defensive defensemen, underappreciated guys in the history of the NHL, watching him depart from Chicago. uh, I think Joel Quenville's reaction, also finding out the same day that the Blackhawks traded Artemi Panarin, his reaction of storming out of that meeting was everything. It signified the end of the Chicago Blackhawks dynasty era. And because of that, a lot of people kind of looked down at Connor Murphy when he was uh, coming over to Chicago, especially because his first year with the Blackhawks, when Joe Quenville was still the head coach, Things really didn't go well for him. Quite honestly, he didn't have Joel Quenville's trust. He was trying him out on the left side, and it just looked like he never really got comfortable. But then after Joel Quenville's departure, Connor Murphy, in my opinion, was the Blackhawks' best defenseman when healthy, for those next three seasons. You all may remember that was kind of when Duncan Keith was at his decline. Some people still considered him to be the anchor of the Blackhawks decor. And he was still playing, you know, 22, 23, 24 minutes a night when clearly he couldn't handle that anymore with, how much mileage was on his tires? I thought Connor Murphy was really the staple of the Blackhawks, D, their best shutdown defensive defenseman. But over these last couple of years, as the Blackhawks have kind of hit rock bottom and been uh, one of the worst teams in the entire NHL, I've personally thought that Connor Murphy hadn't played as well as he did in those prior three couple of seasons, even though, weirdly enough, the defensive analytics kind of suggest that he had gotten better. And in my opinion, and I talk about this often on the show, it's why I don't believe the analytics are the end all be all of grading a defenseman. I think they help. You understand a defenseman a little bit better. But if you just go by strictly the analytics to tell if a defenseman is good or bad, I believe that is a mistake. So you got to take everything with a little bit of a grain of salt. But in my personal opinion, and maybe some of you feel differently out there, go go down and comment right right now if you feel like Connor Murphy has been a solid defensive player for the Blackhawks. And I'm not saying he he hasn't been, but I didn't think he was as good or as responsible or as reliable defensively as he was. In those three seasons after his first year with the Blackhawks. And I think part of that, too, is he just really couldn't establish a defensive partner. And for whatever reason, when he got an opportunity with Calvin DeHaan when he was still here, who was a defensive stalwart himself, did some really good things with both the New York Islanders and the Carolina Hurricanes in the Stanley Cup playoffs, you would figure. DeHaan and Murphy would create a shutdown pairing for the Blackhawks. That just never really happened. They struggled together. And it was kind of the same case with Jake McCabe and Connor Murphy as well, two guys that grew up playing for the United States Development Program at the same time, both play the same type of style, defense first. Again, you would figure that they put together a good shutdown pairing, and that just never happened. So to me, I feel like the last two seasons, even though it has been tough to judge a defensive defenseman on one of the worst teams in the entire NHL. In those situations, the numbers and the analytics, honestly, I'm surprised for Murphy that they don't look worse. There are some analytics that do look really bad, including his Corsi and such and such. But um, I do believe that that's kind of played a part in it where he really hasn't had kind of a staple shutdown defensive partner, but um, yeah, it's going to be a very, very crucial season for Connor Murphy, make no mistake about it. His seventh year with the Chicago Blackhawks um, and kind of like Seth Jones, I I feel like if Murphy, you know, is is going to remain around throughout the length of his contract, which I'll get into in a a second, um, you know, these last couple of seasons playing poorly hasn't really hurt the Blackhawks. In fact, it's probably helped them in terms of their rebuild. Um, But now, obviously, as the Blackhawks try to take those next steps out of the rebuild, if Connor Murphy is still going to be around, his play on the ice is going to be more and more pivotal because of where the Blackhawks are at and also because of the role that I expect him to have. And getting into that projected role for Connor Murphy this year, obviously he's going to be a top four defenseman for the Chicago Blackhawks all season long, but probably in that second pairing for the majority of it right behind Seth Jones. Uh, But he's going to play in all meaningful defensive situations, as he always does, including the Blackhawks penalty kill. Um, But like Seth Jones, when I talked about his season preview as well, Connor Murphy is probably going to have uh, a young defenseman next to him all season long, whether that's Kevin Korchinski or not, it still could be Wyatt Kaiser. It still could be Alex Vlasic, Isaac Phillips. You know, maybe he'll get some nights with Jared Tenorti every now and then, but I expect, especially for where Murphy's at and what he does and the leadership presence that he provides. I mean, he does wear an A after all and has been a respected locker room guy really since coming over here to the Blackhawks. Um, it's going to be really important for him to to let those youngsters kind of lean on him as a veteran defensive defenseman and help kind of guide them and understand what it takes. And, and for guys with different skill sets too, I think that's probably the biggest thing because unless it's Vlasic, um, he's going to be playing with guys who have different skill sets than his own. So I think it's even more important for him to be a reliable defensive type of guy, especially if he's playing with Kevin Korchinski to go in, let him be a rover, do what he does offensively because you don't want you don't want Kevin Korchinski getting caught in between or being unsure of himself. You want him to be out there playing confident, playing to his strengths and what are those? His skating, his ability in the offensive zone, his passing, his uh hockey IQ, his recognition of when to jump up into plays to give his team an odd man rush. That's the stuff that Kevin Korchinski does really well and that's not Counter Murphy's game. His is being a defensive stalwart. So I think it's even more Important for him this year to be that defensive anchor and to kind of pick his game back up, in my opinion, because of who he's going to be playing with all season long. And, you know, just, again, help usher in that next wave of Chicago Blackhawks defensemen. As I said, he's wearing an A for a reason. He's a very respected guy in that locker room. And he said a lot of good things about Kevin Korchinski and the other uh, young defensemen that have kind of burst onto the scene for the Blackhawks here in training camp. So I think that is a very pivotal thing for Connor Murphy and Seth Jones both to do on the right-hand side this season. Before I kind of get into some expectations and what I believe will make for a successful season for Murphy. I do want to quickly go over some of the numbers that he's put up for the Blackhawks in these last couple of seasons. I'm not really going to break down the offensive numbers because again, that's never been Murphy's bread and butter. Um, But I do think it is important to kind of look back at what he's done just for a little bit of, um, Just just for memory, heading into, again, his seventh season here with the Blackhawks. In 2021-2022, Murphy played in 57 games, four goals and six assists for 10 points. Again, throw that out the window. I don't really care about it. Uh, Although, interestingly enough, his offense with Chicago really has kind of taken a dip. He was um, much, I wouldn't say much more offensively involved, but he was a 17 to 20 point guy early on in his career with the Coyotes. Really hasn't been involved that much offensively with the Blackhawks, probably because, of how much of a defensive role he's taken. But it is one thing that I have noticed when looking at the analytics is his offensive war has gone down kind of year by year, except for uh, this past season, of course, which I'll get to in a second. But what I wanted to get into is some of these other statistics for Murphy in 2021-2022. He averaged 21 minutes and 46 uh, seconds of time on ice, which was the second most of his NHL career. He also recorded 150 block shots, which was a career high. And if you all remember, that's when the Blackhawks had like four of the top 10 shot block leaders in the entire NHL that season. I mean, they were stuck in their defensive zone all season long, and those poor dudes took a beating, a tip of the cap to those guys. Much respect for them. Uh, standing in front of a shot, standing in front of shots all season long for a dreadful Blackhawks team. And Murphy also added 130 hits in those uh, 57 games, which is pretty notable because in terms of a game-by-game, game, that his hits per game number was up a ton. In this past season with the Blackhawks, I think maybe the most important statistic for Murphy was his 80 games played. That's the most that he's had in his six seasons with the Blackhawks. And one thing that's kind of been an issue for him here in Chicago is staying healthy. He's only reached uh, 60 games twice in those six seasons. So um, definitely looking for Murphy to, to stay healthy and continue that trend that we saw from him last season. And in those 80 games played, he tallied seven goals, which was a career high, albeit due to a Uh, 8.2 shooting percentage, which was also a career high. And for a defensive-minded guy, don't expect Connor Murphy to repeat that. But he also added six assists for 13 points. Um, What was interesting, though, was his time on ice dropped down to 19 minutes and 23 seconds, which was the first time that he had been under 20 minutes per game since 2018-2019. I think that's something kind of sneaky to keep an eye on. Uh, Are they going to be leaning on, you know, kind of the youngsters a little bit more? And in that preseason opener, Kevin Korchinski, Wyatt Kaiser, and Seth Jones all racked up more minutes than Connor Murphy did. He also added 160 blocks, which which is a career high, broke his, uh, previous year's total for a new career high 160 continuing to step in front of shots that's what he's here to do and he also added 165 hits which was the third most of his NHL career so um, the things that I'm probably looking for Murphy the most to do is to continue to rack up block shots and hit numbers because again I just outlined if he's going to be playing with these young defensemen all year like I anticipate those are the areas that he's really going to have to thrive in because, you know, Kevin Korczynski, Wyatt Kaiser, if it is those two guys, neither of them are really known for their physicality. Alex Vlasic is still kind of growing into that role. Um, And also Connor Murphy is undoubtedly going to be the one of that bunch that's playing on the Blackhawks penalty kill the most frequently. If you think about who they're going to be putting in the lineup, I think they do want to get Kaiser penalty kill minutes eventually, but Murphy uh, is definitely the Blackhawks best penalty killer. So those are the areas where he's really going to have to come up big. All right, folks, coming up in just a moment here, I will get into my expectations for Connor Murphy this season, plus some thoughts on his future here in Chicago. But first, I need to talk to you all about DoorDash. Do you love the convenience of getting what you want right to your front door? Well, with DoorDash, grocery delivering, you can stock up for the week or you can order last minute cravings conveniently and you'll get exactly what you've ordered or will make it right. So sit back and enjoy quality groceries just like you picked them yourself. And do you want even more value? Then you can save on all your grocery and restaurant favorites with a $0 delivery fee on all eligible orders with a DashPass membership can also get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to a $20 value when you use the code LOCKED at checkout. That's 50% off up to $20 along with zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app from the App Store right now and enter the code LOCKED. Again, that's the code LOCKED for 50% off your first order with DoorDash.
0: What's up, guys? Trey Matthews of Locked on Devils here. And let me tell you about Discover Debit Cash Back. Wings for the game? Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey? Boom, cash back. Even a last-minute ice run could score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cash Back Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look in sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's a guaranteed win? Discover Cash Back Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees, period? I'm telling you, this one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit, Discover Bank, member FDIC.
1: All right, back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Again, make sure to go in and smash the like button, comment down below and subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't done so already. And if you like what you're hearing on a daily basis, make sure to go and spread the word. Go and tell tell a friend about your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks right here on Lockdown Blackhawks. And by the way, I've already gone over season previews for Connor Bedard, Taylor Hall, Seth Jones, and Andreas you. If you missed those and you want to get all caught up, you can easily go and find them on the YouTube channel. Please make sure to subscribe to the channel also if you haven't done so already. All right. Segment two, picking up where I left off. Let's get into some expectations for Connor Murphy this season and talk about what I believe will make for a successful season out of him. First, the expectations, as I've kind of referenced already, I think it's important for him to get back to being uh, a top level defender, a true, true top four defender for the Blackhawks, and also establish a D partner for crying out loud. And it it, it really makes me furious that on paper, A defensive pairing with Calvin DeHaan, where he was at at that stage of his career, and also a defensive pairing with Jake McCabe. How did neither of them work, especially when you go and see Jake McCabe jump up on the top pairing with Seth Jones and they looked absolutely dynamite before McCabe got out to the Toronto Maple Leafs last year at the deadline. I just don't really understand how that could happen with two guys that should fit in nicely next to him on the left-hand side, both play the game the, the same way. And also for Jake McCabe, someone he's quite familiar with and has a lot of chemistry with going back to their uh, days with the United States development program at 17, 18 years of age. So my expectation for Connor Murphy this season is to freaking find a D partner for more than just, you know, a 10 to 15 game stint. Lock in a defensive pairing for the Chicago Blackhawks. It feels like these last couple of seasons, everything's been such a revolving door with all the players going in and out and in and out and nothing really ever working. This year, it would be really nice to see the Blackhawks go and establish that top line like I've outlined with Connor Bedard. Go and establish that second line, like I've said, with Athens. See you establish a top pairing with Seth Jones for Connor Murphy. I think it's really important. My expectation is for him to find a shutdown defensive pairing alongside him Uh, or I guess just a defensive partner that he can rely on and be stuck with for, you know, more than just a 10 game stint. That's my expectation. Uh, I also believe that my expectation for Murphy this season is for him to finally make the Blackhawks penalty kill be better. And look, I know it's not just solely on Connor Murphy in order to do that, but as I've already talked about, he's kind of, you, you look around that, Decor And Connor Murphy is the one who you say, yeah, that's that's going to be the guy who's out there on the top penalty kill unit, probably playing, you know, a minute, a minute, 20 of those situations. And the Blackhawks penalty kill has been uh, along with the power play. Their special teams has just been an absolute disaster for far too long. So I would really like to see uh, Connor Murphy help sure things up in that department. Um, Obviously, I think uh, I've said this enough, but be a leader both on and off the ice with a young group. It's really key for the veterans that are around Like Seth Jones and like Connor Murphy, particularly on this back end, where it's going to be such a crucial next couple of years for a lot of these guys. We're not going to see the impact. We're not going to truly understand it. And it's not going to be something that I can, you know, kind of visibly show you all, but it's really crucial for Seth Jones and Connor Murphy. And I guess you could throw Jared Tenorti even in that bunch as well. Fuck Nikita Zaitsev. Pardon my language. That guy stinks young Blackhawks defenseman shouldn't be learning anything from him. And I don't know why he's still on this team, but Seth Jones and Connor Murphy are actually going to be so crucial to the development of, of these young Blackhawks defenders. These next couple of years, not just Vlasic and Kaiser and Korczynski, but think about Ethan Del Mastro, Nolan Allen, Tage Harding could be a guy who's coming up in these next couple of years. Uh, Sam Renzel obviously is a freshman at the university of Minnesota, right? Isaac Phillips is still a young guy in Rockford. Uh, there's so many guys, Louis Clavier. I, I, maybe he's someone that can figure it out and be, uh, a right-handed third pairing defenseman one day down the road. There's just so many young defensemen in the Blackhawks organization. It's really key for Seth Jones and Connor Murphy to be veteran guys that they can lean on these next couple of seasons. Uh, and then, like I said, with Kevin Korchinski too, my expectation for Connor Murphy is if he is with Kevin Korchinski to go out there and let him do his thing, let him play to his strengths free him up and be the responsible defender on that top pairing. As far as what I think makes this season successful for Connor Murphy, first and foremost, and I know this might be a little bit of unfair, especially when I'm asking the guy to go out there and be a good penalty killer and block shots and be physical. So maybe this is a little unfair of me, especially for the job that Connor Murphy has to do, but I think it will be a successful season. Part one, if he stays healthy and can play, you know, I'm not saying he has to play all 82, But if he's playing, you know, 50 to 55, that that's missing too many games. And that's really going to hinder this Blackhawks defense. So if Connor Murphy can play over 70 games this season, I think that would be a success. If he establishes an actual D partner, that's probably priority. Number one is, you know, figuring out who he's going to be playing with all season long. Keep providing that physical presence, stay physical on the back end. um, Because I, I think until, you know, Ethan Del Mastro comes onto the scene and Alex Vlasic still kind of, Even for being a 6'7 defenseman, he more so uses his size to kind of shudder off people and that long reach of his. He's not really like a a big boomer, at least at this point of his career in terms of hits. So that's still where Connor Murphy is going to be the guy on the back end for the Blackhawks. Seth Jones can throw his weight every now and then, but Connor Murphy is the heavy hitter. Uh, Continue to block shots like a league leader. Again, it might be unfair of me to ask him to do that and also stay healthy, but that's the job that he's going to have to do. And this is kind of a weird one, but... I would like to see Connor Murphy's plus minus. It doesn't have to be in the positive because I know the job that he has to do. He's going to be you know, starting like 70% of his face-offs in the defensive zone. That's just who he is. But if he could have a plus minus in the single digits of negatives, just better than minus 10, I, I think that would be solid. And I know plus minus isn't the end-all be-all, but it would be nice to see the Blackhawks at five-on-five get a little bit better in some of those areas, especially Seth Jones. who has been like a minus 37 these last couple of years, probably something that I should have mentioned for him as well. Uh, and then also I'd like to see Murphy. He's had a coursey percentage at like 37%. And again, I know that's a result of him starting in the defensive zone on bad NHL teams, the Blackhawks. I do think they're ready to take that next step and not be, you know, the third worst team in the NHL. Maybe they will be like the eighth or the, Ninth or something like that. I'd like to see Murphy get the Corsi back up into the 40s. I know offense isn't his game. I know he doesn't offer much there, but seeing a 37 Corsi four percentage is absolutely disgusting. Uh, and then also less giveaways. If you go and look at some of Murphy's numbers, the giveaways have kind of racked up for him these last couple of years with the Blackhawks. I know. He is playing more ice time than ever, but uh, especially with a guy like Kevin Korczynski or young defenseman alongside him, let's cut down the mistakes in the defensive zone that's going to make your life and everyone around you's life easier. And now getting into what I believe is the biggest question of today's show, is Connor Murphy – going to finish out his three-year contract with the Chicago Blackhawks. He's got three years left at $4.4 million. In fact, go and comment down below right now whether or not you think Connor Murphy plays all three of his next seasons with the Chicago Blackhawks. Will he finish out his contract with Chicago? Go and let me know right now down below in the comment section. And I think this is really interesting. And look, I know we're two weeks into the season, not the season, we're two weeks into training camp, not even. I haven't really been impressed by Connor Murphy. I was more impressed with Wyatt Kaiser and Kevin Korczynski. I thought Kaiser played better than Seth Jones too, not to just call Murphy out, but I didn't think he played all that great in the scrimmages that I watched. And look, it's still early on in the year. This guy's still getting ramped up, but I do believe that if Connor Murphy doesn't play up to his potential this year, there, there are going to be some questions that the Blackhawks front office has to ask themselves specifically with, you know, someone like Nolan Allen, who they really love, man, they keep hearing Luke Richardson talk good things about Nolan Allen really sounds like, He's going to be the first defenseman called up from Rockford if someone were to go down. And even if Kevin Korchinski were to get sent back to juniors, I wouldn't be surprised to see Nolan Allen jump into the Blackhawks lineup on opening night. Like he is the next man up on D. Luke Richardson has made that very clear, but he's also someone who's kind of gone and played on the right-hand side recently. Wyatt Kaiser, that was kind of a thing about him in training camp until he got put on that top pairing with Seth Jones was his capability of playing the right side as well, which he did in uh, one of the nine NHL games that he got in last season and they still got Seth Jones. I know they don't have a ton of right-handed defensemen who are coming up onto the scene right here, right now. Sam Renzel is still going to be a couple of years away, but you got to wonder if the Blackhawks could go and get more assets for Connor Murphy, because you know, there's a playoff team out there that would, if the Blackhawks would retain half, I, I I know it's three years and it's probably still too early for them to talk about a deal like this, but I do feel like if there's an opportunity, these next couple of seasons where clearly these young defensemen are ready and they can go out and get something for Connor Murphy. I think that's a really interesting situation. It's also going to matter what position the Blackhawks are in because again, I don't think Murphy's going to get traded this season unless something goes disastrously wrong. But if the Blackhawks are contending next season, do you really want to go and trade one of your better defensive defensemen? It kind of also matters as to the situation uh, revolving the team. But my stomach just kind of tells me no. I don't know what it is, and I know Murphy's been such a good and respected veteran leader. He's been a good locker room guy his entire time here and plays a, you know, a selfless role, blocking shots and, and hitting and defensive-minded guy and all that stuff he's still at that weird age where he's 30. He's going to be 31 this season at the end of his contract. He'll be 34 years old. I don't know. It's just interesting. And it feels like, um, it feels like it's an opportunity that Kyle Davidson could have to go and net more assets. And again, maybe at that time, that's not what the Blackhawks are trying to do. I just think it's a really interesting situation given the sheer number of defensive prospects that are coming up these next few years. And Seth Jones is already locked in, man. Seth Jones ain't going anywhere. That's one defensive spot locked in. You got to think, Kevin Korczynski's is a guy that they're super high on moving forward. Wyatt Kaiser is still in that group. Obviously, Sam Renzel is going to be there as well. Ethan Del Mastro is someone they really like, along with Nolan Allen. There's just not going to be room for everybody at one point in time in the future. So my gut tells me no, but go and comment down below right now as to whether or not you believe Connor Murphy will finish out his contract here with the Chicago Blackhawks. All right, there is my season preview on Chicago Blackhawks defenseman Connor Murphy coming up in just a moment. Don't go anywhere because I still have to get into an intriguing update on the Blackhawks 2024 draft picks.
0: What's up, guys? Trey Matthews of Locked on Devils here, and let me tell you about Discover Debit Cash Back. Wings for the game? Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey? Boom, cash back. Even a last-minute ice run could score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look in sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's a guaranteed win? Discover Cashback Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees, period? I'm telling you, this one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank member FDIC.
1: All right, segment three, before I wrap things up, I also wanted to be sure to provide you all with a bit of an update on Tampa Bay Lightning goaltender Andre Vasilevsky, two-time Stanley Cup champion, obviously known as a world-class goaltender, one of the best, if not the best in the entire NHL. Certainly when it comes to postseason performances, I mean, this guy in game sixes and game sevens is an absolute monster and was a huge reason why the Tampa Bay Lightning won those back-to-back Stanley Cups. Don't forget... Steven Stamkos played in one postseason game, I believe, was out for most of their postseason run in 2020. And then in 2021, they did most of that without Nikita Kucherov. Why? Because Andre Vasilevsky was an absolute stud in net when they needed him the most. Well, unfortunately for the Tampa Bay Lightning, they announced yesterday that their all-world goaltender will be missing the opening eight to ten weeks at least of the 2023-2024 NHL regular season after undergoing back surgery to fix a herniated disc that had been causing some problems with him. And there have been rumors that he came into training camp, not really feeling like himself, John Cooper. I don't remember his exact comments, but he he made some interesting statements regarding Andre Vasilevsky and his health. And now we know that it was because he needed to undergo back surgery. And obviously this is a, a huge, huge loss for the Tampa Bay lightning and it's, completely different than losing like your star forward or your, your star defenseman. Yeah. that still definitely stings, but losing the best goaltender in the NHL, I mean, that's a tough pill to swallow. And one of the biggest things, if you're a true Blackhawks fan, you'll know Eddie Olchek said in the playoffs, it's true in regular season hockey too, but especially in the playoffs, if you don't have a goaltender in this league, you just, you just don't have a chance. That's just the fact of the matter in the NHL and Yeah, it's going to be a very detrimental loss for the Tampa Bay Lightning. And I'm sure some of you out there are saying, well, Jack, why are you talking to us about Andre Vasilevsky here on Locked On Blackhawks? Well, you cannot forget Blackhawks fans. The Hawks own the Tampa Bay Lightning's 2024 first round pick. That pick is top 10 protected. But where I'm going with this is I still don't believe Tampa is going to be a bottom 10 team in the entire NHL. Like they're just far too talented elsewhere, even though they've seen a slew of players depart these last couple of years post their back-to-back Stanley Cups. I still think this roster is too talented. And even if Andre Vasilevsky misses all of October, November, and shoot, I'll even throw December in there too. If it goes longer than I expect, that still gives the Bolts three and a half months of Andre Vasilevsky with this team. And I still think three and a half months with him is enough for them not to be a bottom 10 team in the NHL, just kind of running through their roster here a little bit. For those of you who haven't caught up with the lightning in a little bit, they still have Nikita Kucherov up top along with Braden point and Steven Stamkos is in a, a little bit of an, uh weird situation with the Tampa Bay lightning right now, in terms of his contract that has one year left on it, but they also have, uh, Anthony Sorelli, they still have Nick Paul. Brandon Hagel obviously signed a massive massive extension with them recently. Tanner Janot was someone that they randomly gave up the bag for from the Nashville Predators. They added Connor Sheary. They still have Michael Essamont. Uh, they have a pretty solid forward group still. And on the back end, a really strong top four in Victor Hedman, Mikhail Sergachev, Eric Chernak, and Zach Bogosian, Bogo Cop guys who have been there throughout their Stanley cup runs. They actually went out and added Blackhawks legend Calvin DeHaan this off season. They have Nick Perbix coming back. Hayden Flurry can kind of be their seventh or eighth defenseman. I think forward and defenseman wise, this team is still really solid. The problem is they are very thin head goaltender outside of Andre Vasilevsky. Uh, they have Jonas Johansson currently as their backup. He spent most of last season playing for the Colorado Eagles, of the AHL and only played in three NHL games for the Bolts last year. And the rest of their goaltender group does not look very strong. I actually, uh, well, I had it pulled up. I know they do have Blackhawks legend uh, Matt Tompkins in their system, who has not made an appearance at the NHL level. I do not believe. Uh, they also have Hugo felt who quite honestly, I'm not familiar with. So, yeah, that's the problem with the Bolts losing Andre Vasilevsky here is Jonas Johansson is now looking like their starter. The one thing I would say here is there's two guys that are still available on the free agent market for goaltenders. One is uh, Yaroslav Halak, who played last year. I think the second and most obvious one, though, is Brian Elliott. I know he's like, how old is Brian Elliott now? I mean, he's the freaking ever that guy played for But he knows this team, he's familiar, and he's been Andre Vasilevsky's backup for a handful of seasons. To me, that's like the most obvious lane, go and bring back Brian Elliott. And if you do that, I think he can still salvage the first half of this season. Maybe Tampa's not going to be in a playoff spot this year, but I still don't think they're going to be a bottom 10 team in the NHL. But the intriguing part about all of this, though, I will say, is it's a stacked Atlantic division, man. I mean, they still have uh, the Boston Bruins obviously won the president's cup last year. The Toronto Maple Leafs are there. The Florida Panthers made it to the Stanley cup final. The Buffalo Sabres are on an up are an up and coming team. The Detroit Red Wings have some intrigue around them. Everyone's still waiting for the Ottawa senators to take that next step. They're probably the least threatening team in this division. Although just one year ago, everyone was saying the senators were going to be the sleeper of the NHL. So who really knows, but undoubtedly this division is really tough. So, I wouldn't be shocked if Tampa Bay, I mean, if they're missing out on Andre Vasilevsky for half the season, do I think they're a bottom 10 team? No. Do I think they're a playoff team in this division? Probably not. It's going to make for a really interesting run down the stretch for them, if I have to imagine it right here, right now. But I do think ultimately Blackhawks fans, there's a chance that the Hawks could have two picks inside the top 15 in the 2024 NHL draft, or, you know, I think they'll probably be picking top 10. And if not one inside the top 10 and then another inside the top 20, two top 20 picks in the 2024 NHL draft would still have the Blackhawks sitting pretty put that on top of, you know, the number one or number two prospect pool in the NHL. However you want to go about it, it's either them or the ducks. In my opinion, you have the number one or number two prospect pool in the NHL, you have Connor Bedard, and you have the opportunity to go and have another two top 20 picks in the 2024 NHL draft. Man, things are looking pretty darn good for our Chicago Blackhawks folks. Going to be interesting to see what happens with this Tampa Bay Lightning team, but us Blackhawks fans should certainly keep an eye on them knowing we own their 2024 first round pick as long as they're not a bottom 10 team in the NHL. All right, folks, I think that is going to wrap up today's episode of Locked On Blackhawks. As always, thank you all again for tuning into the show, and be sure to go and follow Locked On Blackhawks for free right now wherever you may be listening to your podcast and to go and subscribe to the YouTube channel, and that way you can get the latest episode as soon as it becomes available each and every day. As always, I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Go and give me a follow at Jack Bushman 2 on Twitter, or you can go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. So until tomorrow's episode, and yes, there will be episodes coming out tomorrow, I'll be previewing the Blackhawks' second preseason game against the Minnesota Wild. But until then, that's going to do it for today's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.